Good noon. Yes. Okay. So I I pray that uh, that you have been blessed because I have been and uh, the organizers have been telling me, Kuya Jem, thank you so much. And I tell them, you know what? The blessings. The speaker has more blessings than the audience. Do you believe that? Yeah. Every message that uh, that we give. Actually, we, we speak to ourselves as well. The message is a message for each and every heart. And friends, I hope and I pray that you have been experiencing now the joy of needing Him. Can you say amen? amen. At first, it was, it, was, it was a bit too awkward to need someone to be needy. But now you see that the Lord desires for each one of us to need Him. And I know everyone is hungry right now, but I pray that you'll be hungrier for, for the eternal bread that the Lord is about to give us. I know that we just have prayed, but uh, this is the emphasis right now of, uh, of restoration. It's about prayer. So can we pray one more time? Yeah. So for those of you who are able to kneel down, can you kneel down with me for a word of prayer? Our great God, our dear loving Heavenly Father, Lord, we praise you and we thank you for giving us this beautiful time that we could pause for, uh, for a while from our busy schedule. And Lord, we praise you and we thank you that... Uh, you are our priority. And Lord, we praise and we thank you that it's worth stopping the whole thing, the whole world, just to give focus upon you. Yeah. And Lord, we ask in a very special way right now that may you prepare our hearts to receive the bountiful blessings that you're about to give us. And Lord, I pray that may you bless the physical food as well as you bless the spiritual food that we're about to take. And thank you so much, Lord, for we know that you are here with us, for you have promised that where two or three are gathered together in your name, there you are. So, Lord, we believe that you are here and your angels are with us. So, Lord, I ask that may you hide me behind your cross, that I may not be seen nor be heard. And even a desire to be seen or to be heard, Lord, please take that away. That Jesus and Jesus alone be seen, be heard, be lifted up and exalted. For we ask this in the loving and precious name of your son, Jesus, all your children say, Amen. 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 So, friends, I'll, I was asking the Lord again this morning because last night, I didn't have a message to share, but God has a message to share. So this morning, the Lord woke me up again at 3.30. <laughs> and it's, it's okay, it's 6.30 there in, in East Coast. <laughs> so when I woke up this morning, I, the Lord wanted me to, to be still in His presence. And this, this is the message that the Lord wants me to share with you. Friends, didn't you know that there's quite, quite a few things that we're doing right now that uh, are not even... Approve of God in the very first place. The first thing, the, the one thing that I'd like to focus on is when Israel chose to have a king. Remember that time? And, and listen to this, friends. Listen to this. Let, let's go right into the message. Jesus, uh, uh, the spirit of prophecy said, from Patriarchs and Prophets, page 605, Paragraph 3, it says, He permitted the people to follow their own choice because they refused to be guided by His counsel. Remember that, friends, when they were clamoring to have a king. And listen to the next line. In Hosea 13, verse 11, it says, Hosea declares that God gave them a king in His anger. Wow. God gave them a king in his anger. When man chose to have their own way without seeking counsel from God or in opposition to his revealed will, he often grants them their desires in order that through the bitter 
experience that follows, they may be led to realize their folly and repent of their sin. Friends, remember who was originally Israel's king? It was God. And listen, friends, human pride and wisdom will prove a dangerous guide that which the heart desires contrary to the will of God will in the end be found a curse rather than a blessing. Oh, and we are so used to following our own hearts because this is what the world is telling us. Follow your heart. (laughs) And the Bible is telling us your heart is deceitful and desperately wicked. So if you follow your heart, you follow wickedness. Isn't that crazy, friends? And I know I've read this before, but I'll read it again. From that I may know him, it says, God will not occupy a divided heart or reign from a divided throne. Wow. God desires to be the only king. Can you say amen? Amen. Friends, who's better king than God? None. Every rival that holds the affections and diverts them from the God of love must be dethroned. The Lord demands all that there is of us, and there must be no reserves. And friends, before God somehow gave in to the desires of His people, He gave them instruction. And by the way, friends, I believe that uh, God has two will. One is God's perfect will, and the other one is His permissive will. When we continue to push the things that God has not approved, the Lord will allow us to have it and to teach us from our experiences that there's no point in going away from His will. Can you say amen to that? And Samuel was instructed to grant the request of the people, but to warn them of the Lord's disapproval. And this is one amazing thing about our God. He will not just tell you, okay, if you want that, then go ahead. Friends, the Lord gives us so many pointers, so many cautions before He will allow us. But if we keep on pushing it, He will give in. And friends, listen to this. He warned the people of His disapproval and also make known what would be the result of their course. Isn't that an amazing God that we serve? Like if you choose this, if you choose this, then this is what's going to happen. And friends... I know you're busy, but you could write this down. No, I don't think you could write it. 1 Samuel 8, verses 10, 10 to 20. This is the instruction of God to the people. If you follow this course, this will happen. So I'll just summarize. God said, He will take your sons. He will take your daughters. He will make them work for you. He will take the best of your fields. He will take the tenth of your grain. He will take your male servants, your female servants, all your best. He will take. He will take a tenth of your sheep and you will be servants. Friends, if this is not enough, verse 18 says here, And you will cry out in that day because of your king whom you have chosen for yourselves, and the Lord will not hear you in that day. Wow, what a direct, (laughs) what a direct counsel, what a direct warning. And you know what the answer of the people? Verse 19, it says, Nevertheless, the people refused to obey the voice of Samuel, and they said, Nah, no, but we will have a king over us. 
of all those warnings and even the final warning, you will cry to me on that day and I will not hear you. Friends, this is quite contradicting to, to the character of God. When you cry, He always hears. But friends, sometimes He will delay the answer to our request that He may show us the evil of our own hearts. Did you hear this? Because that's the only way that we could learn. If He, if he will give us what we desire most of the time, we will never learn. And we will continually be independent from Him. And listen, friends, this is what, this is what the reason, reasoning is. But we will have a king over us that we may be like all the nations and that our king may judge us. Friends, who could be a better judge than God himself? Oh, it's just like they're firing God as a judge. Isn't this? That they may judge us and listen to the next line and go out before us to fight our battles. Hasn't God been fighting their battles? Friends, they were not trained warriors. They were trained construction workers, domestic helpers. They were trained slaves. They didn't know about combat, friends. They don't know about combat. And didn't they forget that every battle that they fought, they won it only because of God? And now they have the audacity to say, we want a king to guide us to judge us and to fight our battles, forgetting, friends, that it was God who was doing it all. Friends, here you could see why it is important to acknowledge Him in all of your ways. In all of your ways, acknowledge Him and He will direct your path. Friends, most of the time we lose our way because we do not acknowledge that it is only because of the grace of God that you are here right now. That you're enjoying enjoying the blessings that you're enjoying right now. That you have accomplished what you have accomplished. Friends, by choosing God, by choosing a king, they rejected God. And they took for granted all his dealings. And sometimes you're not even aware. The moment I see this, the moment I saw this, I was just like so, so agitated by what the Israelites have done. And then I look back in the past decisions of my life. I'm no better than them. I have made a lot of decisions without asking for his, for his counsel. I put myself as the king of my life. Listen, friends, unknowingly, this practice is being brought down to us right now. And we are so used to, I'll repeat again, we are so used to only asking for his protection but not his direction. We are so used to asking for His provision, but not His instruction. We are so used to asking only for His blessings, but not His presence. Friends, we are the friend that only love the benefits. Let us move on, it says here. With deep sadness, Moses listened to the words of the people, but the Lord had said unto him, Listen to their voices and make them a king. The prophet had done his duty. He had faithfully presented the warning and it had been rejected. With a heavy heart, he dismissed the people and himself departed to prepare for the great change in the government. Friends, can you imagine the horror of Samuel? Knowing now that the decision would be coming from a mortal being. Because before... 
Samuel could lean on the one who's leading God's people. It was God himself. Friends, I could not imagine the horror. Now, can you imagine the horror, not God leading the organization? Can you imagine now the horror that it's not God leading the church? Leading your family or leading your life? Friends, it should be Him. Can you say amen again? And friends, have you noticed that when God was the king, there are so many powerful miracles that have been happening? Huh? Parting of the Red Sea. Deliverance from Egypt. Ten consecutive miracles. All the plagues were happening around them, but not in Goshen. Friends, Jericho. Jordan crossing. All these things were happening in a magnificent way when God was their king. But when God was not king anymore, it's not that grand. But there's one, one, one king that I'd like to focus on. I'd not, I'd not, I'll not talk to, about him. I'll just, I'll just share with you a little, a little bit. Remember Jehoshaphat? Huh? That great, that great uh, victory that happened? You know why? Because Jehoshaphat gave the throne to God. Gave the throne to God. Remember when he bowed down before his people? Before the people even bowed down, he bowed down with his face to the ground. Jehoshaphat did not just bow down like this. Jehoshaphat bowed down like this, friends. With his face to the ground, a king admitting that he is not the leader of Judah. Admitting before the people that he is not the leader that they have to look at. It should be God. Can you say amen to this? So friends, remember, listen to this beautiful thought. The most complete and perfect system which men have ever devised, apart from the power and wisdom of God, will prove a failure. It will prove a failure. No matter how, how brilliant your ideas are, if it's not God's ideas, it's not going to make it. The Lord can do but little for the children of men because they are so full of pride and vainglory. And I like this next line, friends. Listen. It is necessary for God to disappoint their hopes and frustrate their plans that they may learn to trust in Him alone. Wow. Who among you here whose hopes and plans have been frustrated? Praise the Lord, isn't it? Because He's been teaching us through the failures that we have committed. God is telling us, trust only me. Lean on me. It would be easier. Friends, I'd like to share with you some, like four points here. What really happens when God is our king? Friends, when God is our king, you don't have to worry about protection. Can you say amen? amen. When God is your king, if God is for you, who could be against you? If God is in front of you, what can you be afraid of? So protection is taken care of. And if God is our king, there will always be one direction. His direction. Can you say amen? amen? Friends, if God is our king, He will always give the direction. So you do not have to come up with any direction. There's no, there's no contradicting with one another. Because it's not about your opinion. It's about His opinion. Can you say amen? amen. 
Friends, have you noticed when we meet, it's when we meet for like church board or or director's meeting, friends, there's a lot of directions. Hmm? We come up with a lot of brilliant ideas. We do some brainstorming, and that's what we get, storms. Huh? Have we had a meeting that we all came together and admit, we don't know what to do, but our eyes are upon you? Or we have admitted like Solomon, I am but a child. I don't know how to go out or to come in. Friends, as leaders, we should not, we should not take upon us the direction of our people. It should be upon him. God placed us there as leader to bring our people on their knees. And together we will ask direction from Him. Can you say amen to that? Oh friends, I have so many things to tell you about that, but we don't have time. Remember, His ways, Isaiah 55 verses 8 and 9, For my thoughts are not your thoughts, saith the Lord. Neither are your ways and my ways. For as the heaven is higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and your, my thoughts higher than your thoughts. Friends, what we see is worm's eye view. God's view is the drone shot. It's cooler. Huh? Friends, our vision is, is just like this. And I like the next thought. When God is king, you do not have to worry about provision. Can you say amen? amen? When God is the one leading, my dear friends, just imagine your king owns all the cattle in a thousand fields. And even the fields itself. That's for the non-vegetarian. For the vegetarian, the vegilings and the thousand shelves. And the shelves itself. Friends, we have a God. You could not put a limit to the God that you serve. I remember, I'd like to share with you, uh, a friend of mine, one of the most precious couple in my heart. Uh, their name is Shandy and Ramon Tencano. They're Indonesian. So anyone here has heard their testimony, Shandy and Ramon? Okay, a few. So friends, Shandy and Ramon, they lived, they live a life of the crazy rich Asians. I'm just the crazy Asian, they're the crazy rich Asians. Friends, a little background about Shandy. Shandy, she was a socialite. And uh, at an early age, her goal, her mom's goal was to marry her to rich men. So friends, Shandy did not go to, to the kitchen because the mom did not want her skin to be burned. So it should be perfect and all. And there was one time Shandy was, was about to be married. I think she was engaged to, uh, to one of the richest in the country. When it was her birthday, friends, her, her boyfriend gifted her not a round-trip ticket, not an airplane, but an airline company. So Shandy, every time she flies, every time she flies, she doesn't want to ride the plane if it's not first-class accommodation. Yes, she's annoying. She was. <laughs> but when you see her now, oh, let me pull back a bit. <laughs> and, 
And she will not leave. She will not leave the airport if it's not her Bentley that picks her up. And friends, she has her own makeup artist. She has her own hairdresser. Jem, I do not leave the house without all these coverings in my body. And friends, by the way, she has a collection of bags. Man, you, this, is, this is quite crazy. I know you don't collect bags, but women do. And she has a collection of bags. It's called Hermes bags. Yeah, no, yeah, a few women like, whoa. Men like, what is that? <laughs> Friends, this bag is so expensive. It's, it ranges from like $50,000 to like $200,000 and more. And friends, she has 20 of these bags. And friends, didn't you know I did some YouTube research that you could not even go to the store and demand to buy this bag. You have to somehow grow your your clientele with them until you are worthy to buy their bag. Did you hear this? Yeah, you have to. And, and the moment you have that, it's, it is like a, a status. And friends, she has one bag. She has one bag that only the three of them in the world has it. One is like a princess in, in the Middle East. The other one was Victoria Beckham. And the third one was her. Friends, that bag right now is priceless. So but what happened was, and Shandy Ramon, Shandy said, Oh, Jem, I thought I have all the power in the world. And when she was showing, by the way, when she was showing her slide, there was this, this like cell phone size yellow stuff. And she said, those stuff on the table, those are not tofu. Those were gold bars. So she wants, she wants really to, to, to make that statement. Everywhere she goes, she brings that gold bar. If she wants to buy a house, uh, down payment. So she wants that status. But my dear friends, you know what happened? When, when Shandy was asked by, by her mother-in-law to join a, a camp meeting, and, and her, by the way, they, both of them are Adventists. So... So when, when mother-in-law asked her, she said, Oh, I don't want to be there. I don't want to go there. But uh, she was forced to go. By the way, friends, Ramon, her husband, somehow saw that uh, this, this type of lifestyle is going nowhere. And he decided to little by little come closer to the side of Christ. And when Shandy noticed it, Shandy said, if you keep on doing what you're doing right now, I will divorce you. I don't want a life like that. And every time they go to church, because she saw that Ramon is just serious in that, in that walk. Every time they go to church, she looked around and said, mm, that girl is a good wife replacement for you. That will be a good mother for our kids. Friends, every time they travel, Shani doesn't want to travel with her kids. They travel in separate cars. And friends, so this was the life that, that they had. And, and she said, Jem, every single day. And she declared this in the Michigan camp meeting in the youth tent. She said, every single day, young people, I want to commit suicide. That's how sad that life is. And friends, when she attended that, uh, that camp meeting, she was holding her phone. Oh, by the way, friends, her phone is called Virtu. I think, I don't know if you know about that phone. 
your phone right now, I think $2,000 is the most expensive. During that time, 12 years or 15 years ago, that phone cost $15,000. You know why? Because it has this concierge button. You could press the concierge button and give your request, any request, wherever you are in the world, and they will give it to you. You have to pay for it. So when you have that, it's like a declaration to the people, I can get anything that I want. But friends, she does not have joy. She does not have peace. So while she's attending that camp meeting, at first she was there at the back, scrolling with her phone, letting the people know that she's not interested. And friends, while she was there, listening, while texting, the Holy Spirit moved her heart. And she was somehow like getting envious with the person who's giving the testimony. She put her phone and she's telling herself, why is he more happy than me? I have everything in the world, but why am I having this life? And then tears begin to stream down her face. And she said, Lord, I want to have what he has. I'll give whatever it takes. I want to have what he has. Friends, she came forward with the appeal. And she was crying. said, Jem, I regretted not wearing a waterproof mascara during that day. (laughs) Yeah, I look like a raccoon. Yeah, but for the first time, I did not care. I did not care about my appearance. I just wanted to have what that person had. Friends, make long story short. Shannon Ramon gave it up for Jesus. They gave it all, one by one, one by one, friends, sold it all. They built churches, they helped out orphanages, and they built up TV station. And friends, they're the only station right now that, reach, that reaches the whole of Indonesia. Isn't it amazing? Indonesia is the biggest Muslim country in the world. And Ramon, right now, and Shandy, Ramon told me, you know what, Jem, right now, we are living a hand-to-mouth existence. It's God's hand, our mouth. Friends, your mouth could not be bigger than God's hand. They live a life of faith. And friends, remember, they're about to divorce right now. But wherever you see them, now when they speak in a conference, I invited them to go to the Philippines, and we are speaking in one conference. And we are picked up by this van, a 10-seater van. And there's only four of us. And Shandy and Ramon were so close to one another, and Shandy was already sitting on Ramon's lap. and said, guys, there's a lot of seats here. I said, Jam, don't bother us. Mind your own business. And don't make a single guy jealous, guys. <laughs> they are so sweet right now. Friends, it's just amazing how the Lord transformed their life from a marriage that's about to be broken, and now they have a very strong relationship. And you know what's amazing? Because the first time I, I hang out with Shandy, Shandy was carrying a child. She's not, it's not even her child. It's a native child, a child that's just like very dirty and all. And she was carrying it like, like a local. The, the kid's uh, legs are over here. And we sat down in a dirt floor in one of their mission houses. And she and, she and I were talking about, about my experiences in the missions. And friends, she was laughing so hard. And she has, by the way, she sat like this. And she has this 
this mannerism that every time she laughs, she smacks you. <laughs> and friends, my arm hurt during the time. And I was just like, and we were crying while, while, while laughing, tears of, of just like bliss. And she said to me, you know what, Jen? I have not laughed this hard while I was a millionaire. Friends, only Jesus can give you that one. So one particular time, you know what? Shandy came from a Muslim background. Her mom was the only Christian, but her mom was not a practicing Christian. Her dad and the siblings are all Muslim. And friends, Shandy was the eldest. Make long story short, friends, her mom passed away. But before her mom passed away, her mom talked to Shandy, and Shandy was sharing Jesus to her. And her mom told her, you know what, Shandy, when you were, when you were having the time of your life in the world, I was so proud of you. And now that you're a missionary, I'm even more proud of you. Amen. I believe, friends, that we will see Shandy's mom in heaven. Amen. So when they came, Shandy was in this dilemma. If you are the eldest, you have to provide for the funeral. And Ramon's heart was breaking. So, Lord, why did this happen now when we do not have the, the resource, resources to pay for this? So they paid. Shandy and Ramon just cried out to the Lord. So, Lord, it is your name that's going to be put to shame here. So, please, go before us. Take care of our needs. So, friends, they went forward. And the next day, they went and looked for, for the coffin, for the funeral services. They went from one place to another. But everything was so expensive. And while they were, they were led to this one funeral parlor, and the lady who welcomed them said, Oh, Shandy, Ramon, come. And they were so confused. that We don't know this girl. So maybe she's watching our, our TV station. So, so they, were, they were welcomed. And he said, oh, I know what you need. So she led them to the coffin. And friends, funeral is expensive, huh? Yeah. She led them to the coffin. The, the coffin was beautiful. And, and Shani said, no, 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 that's, that's too expensive. We could not afford it. I said, no, 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 I know what you need. And you need these flowers. And no, 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 no. I said, no, 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 I know what you need. And, and they could not butt in. This lady is talkative like me. So friends, <laughs> what happened was, at the end of it, it, was, it happened so fast that... They closed the deal. Make long story short, Shandy said, the funeral service was beautiful. It was top notch. And now it's time to settle. Time to pay. So they went to the lady and they said, so can you give us our bill? And the lady gave them, gave them their bill. And friends, Shandy was just like so confused because the bill was $15. Oh, wow. You gave me the wrong bill. Said, no, that's the right bill. Why is it only $15? Oh, that's for the funeral car because I don't have a funeral car. I said, no, 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 this, this, could not, this doesn't make sense. I said, no, that's it. Just take it. And Shandy said, no, no, you will have, <laughs> you'll be bankrupt by this. And, and the lady pulled her aside and said, if you want to know, I'll tell you the story. The night, the day before you came, that night, God gave me a dream. And God introduced you and you to me. This is Shandy. This is Ramon. This is what they need. Provide everything for them. And I will take care of you. 
So she said, I cannot accept your money when God told me to do so. My dear friends, when God is king, when God is king, provision is not your problem. When God is king, provision is not your problem. Number four and the last one. When God is king, when God is our king, the enemy trembles. Friends, remember the story of of Rahab? When the two spies were sent to Jericho, Joshua 2 verse 9, and this is what Rahab said to the two spies. I know that the Lord has given you the land and that your terror has fallen upon us and that all the inhabitants of the land faint because of you. In verse 11, it says, No wonder our hearts have melted in fear. No one has the courage to fight after hearing such things. For the Lord your God is the supreme God of the heavens above and the earth below. My dear friends, when God is king, the enemy trembles. When God is not king, we tremble. It's time for the enemy to tremble, my dear friends. Give him the throne. And during the time of 2020, that should be our year. If God was our king. Did you hear this? The time... The darkest time of earth's history, that's the time that God's people should shine the brightest. If we would have given him the throne, if we would have just like fall down like Joseph, flat on our face to the ground, admitting that we could not do this on our own. My dear friends, enough about our brilliant ideas. He has to take over. Can you say amen? amen? And friends, remember, at the sound of fervent prayer, Satan's whole host trembles. Satan does not tremble because of your qualification. Satan does not tremble because of your experience, because of your strength. Satan only trembles when God's people desperately call upon his name. A lot of disasters and failures in our lives would have been averted if God's will was followed and not our own. Would you believe that? Friends, we are used to being king and queens of our lives. God has promised to direct our lives, but we are not so interested with that offer. Now you see, when God is king, protection is covered, direction is covered, provision is covered, and when God is king, it's the enemy's time to tremble. My dear friends, it was for man's protection that God doesn't want man to be king. It was for man's protection and for the people's protection that he desires to be the only king. For none could handle praises and worship only him. Can you say amen to that, friends? Listen to this, friends. God desired that his people, God desired his people to look to him alone as their lawgiver and their source of strength. Listen to this next line. Feeling their dependence upon God, they would become constantly drawn nearer to Him. Did you see this? This is what the Lord desires for us, that we'll be constantly drawn nearer to Him. And you know what? There's no limit on how near we can draw to Him. The Lord doesn't want us just to draw nearer. He wants us. He wants to live in our hearts. 
this is the God that we serve, my dear friends. We just don't realize how much the Lord desires to be so near to you and to me. Friends, you know what? We have pushed God out of His throne. And for this reason, when Jesus came here, He desires to introduce the Holy Spirit to us. Why? Because He desires to dwell in our hearts. In Colossians 1 verse 27, Christ in you, the hope of glory. He wants to take the throne of our hearts once again. Listen to this, friends. Last few thoughts before we end. God would work mightily for His people today. When? God would work mightily for His people today if they would place themselves wholly under His guidance. You see what the Lord desires for you and for me and for His church? He desires to work mightily. The condition is if we would place ourselves wholly under His guidance. It should not be one man's guidance or even the board's guidance. It should be His guidance. Guiding the board, guiding the directors, guiding the king, guiding the people. If they, they need the constant abiding of the Holy Spirit, if there were more prayer, more what? Prayer. If there were more prayer in the councils of those bearing responsibilities, more humbling of the heart before God, we would see abundant evidence of divine leadership. Wow! Friends, how much do we ne- neglect prayer? I guess this is time that we should put so much importance in praying. Can you say amen to this, friends? It says here, Oh, and our work would make a rapid progress. Friends, let's give it to Him. It doesn't matter how beautiful your vehicle is. If you're just pushing it, you're going nowhere. Or maybe you're going nowhere, but not in the pace that the Lord wanted it. It's time that He puts on the gas. My dear friends, we owe God a major apology. You know what? We owe God more than just an apology. We owe God the throne. Let us give Him the throne. He needs to be king again. And we have to let Him be king again. Friends, can we gather for for another time? And let us come before God's presence. Come, friends. Social distancing would allow us. Friends, let us give our declaration to this beautiful king, to the wonderful king that we serve. Let us praise him for the king that he is in our lives. I'd like to begin this. Lord, we praise you for you are a very patient king. Friends, with that being said, let's turn to the person beside us and let us give God the throne of whatever aspect in our lives that we are still in control. Let us tell him, Lord, I want you to the king of my emotions, of my family, or whatever it is that the Lord will convict us. Let us spend a minute and a half, turn to the person nearest us, and at the end of a minute or two, I will, I will sing a song. It means to say that we're about to wrap up. Let's spend that time. Let's turn to the person beside us. Dear Father, we praise and we thank you for showing us that the only way to go is to give it all to you. And thank you so much, Lord, for gaining our confidence back again. Lord, thank you so much for desiring to live in our hearts, to to take the throne in our lives. So Lord, may we never hold back anything from you. Dear Father, we pray 
May you anoint us all with anointing power of your Holy Spirit. And whenever we are tempted to sit on the throne again, Lord, please remind us. Remind us that we are not going anywhere unless you are the one sitting on the throne. Amen. Lord, we give you back all the praises, the glory, and the honor. And we pray this and we ask, Lord, yes, please anoint us all with the anointing power of your Holy Spirit. In the loving and precious name of your Son, Jesus, all your children say, Amen. Amen. This media was brought to you by Audioverse, a website dedicated to spreading God's word through free sermon audio and much more. If you would like to know more about Audioverse, or if you would like to listen to more sermons, please visit www.audioverse.org.